This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Dominic Carter, Talk Radio 77 WABC. We never have the right to do less than our best. Here is one of the reasons why. The 9-11 attacks. Oliver Stone made the Hollywood movie World Trade Center, starring Nicolas Cage on the life of my guest, Port Authority Police Officer Will Jimeno, who spent 13 hours buried under all that steel with fellow Port Authority Police Officer John McLaughlin. He thought he was going to die. With me now, Will Jimeno, also a Navy veteran, discussing his new book, Sunrise Through the Darkness. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Dominic. I appreciate it. So the bottom line is this, your book, and it's a remarkable book, it includes so many positives regarding surviving the 9-11 attacks, but also the survivor's guilt over making it out alive, the PTSD you have gone through, and the many surgeries. What is it like, Mr. Hermino, when the World Trade Center falls on top of you? You know, that's a great question, and over the last 20 years, people asking that question. And I've come to a point now where, uh, you know, I see myself as being blessed to be a survivor and an obligation and a duty to teach the lessons of the good of that day. Uh, I tell everybody, and that's why I wrote the book Sunrise of the Darkness, that we all have our own World Trade Center. So mine on September 11th was 220 stories actually falling on me and my Sergeant John McLaughlin and surviving. Uh, it took a lot to survive that evening, which I write about in the book. I talk about the bravery of my teammates, Antonio uh, Rodriguez, Dominic Pizzullo, Christopher Amoroso, and the rest of our Port Authority police officers that lost their lives, I think. But what I'm concentrating on this book is uh, my physical recovery, which is always tough. But more importantly is the, the, the mental recovery because, you know, uh, like I said, people always say to me, well, I can't think of anything worse than the World Trade Center falling you. But I tell everybody, yes, we all have our own World Trade Centers. It could be you just lost a loved one. Uh, you found out you got cancer, you know, you lost a child and the list goes on and on. I bring it down to levels of children where it could be a midterm exam, uh, a test that you think you can't get over. Uh, it's what we do with ourselves when we have our presented with our own World Trade Centers. And I talk about these words, faith, hope and love. I don't preach religion. Uh, you got to have faith, uh, faith in religion. If you don't have faith in religion, faith in yourself. We always got to have hope and love, love for yourself. That way you can give love for others. So the book really concentrates on uh, a lot is my mental recovery. And, you know, like you said, the survivor's guilt was very, very intense. I mean, why am I alive? So many people dead, you know, uh, you know, it was a miracle that we survived. But I'm trying to do good with that miracle. 20 years later, I want to be able to inspire and motivate children of the new generation, because the honest truth is that September 11th to the new generation is what Pearl Harbor was to me growing up. And I want to help people because, you know, there's there's mental illness but we all have mental struggles. For me, it was post-traumatic stress disorder. You know, I was very angry and I had to confront that. It wasn't easy. Uh, everything I talk about in the book is to help other people that are in their darkness. Uh, and the way we are able to face our, or reach our sunrise is to look at our darkness, whatever that may be. It could be post-traumatic stress disorder, 
It could be uh, an addiction to alcohol or drugs. Uh, it could have been that you were raped or you're abused as a child. You know, I want people to understand that your darkness, whatever it is, you're not ever going to be able to cure it. Uh, like I found out about my post-traumatic stress disorder, but you're able to live with it. And when we're able to live with our darknesses, we are able to reach our sunrises. And that's what I want to do with this book, which I'm so proud is being carried at the 9-11 Memorial Museum. Uh, that means a lot to me that at the place I was buried, they're carrying a book that hopefully, and I know has already helped many, many people. Of course, the book is available at Amazon.com as well. Uh, but, you know, I'm very proud of this book. I did it with my co-author, Dr. Michael Motz, who's a psychologist, uh, doctor of psychology out of Colorado Springs, who works with a lot of military. So I'm really reaching out to everybody, but especially military and first responders, because um, being a military vet uh, and a first responder, I know that we see things and we have to experience things that are very heavy on us. And, you know, when we hang up our, our military service or we come home for being a first responder, we still have to live with those things. And it mm -hmm. affects us and our families. Mr. Jimeno, the mere fact of being here with you right now is amazing to me. I have such tremendous respect for you, as the kids say, keeping it real, discussing, being honest about the struggles that you went through after surviving, after a miracle surviving 9-11. You were a rookie Port Authority cop on 9-11-2001. Why do you say September 11th lives with you every day? Well, for me, September 11th lives with me every day, not only because of my physical injuries, you know, I was crushed to my entire left side and I have to live with those injuries, but more importantly is every day I wake up and I know uh, I have a gift, the gift of life. We all have that gift. And many of my counterparts, my, my fellow officers don't have that. Uh, so for me, every day that I wake up, September 11th wasn't just 20 years ago. It's, it's every day. And uh, trying to do good with that gift that I've gotten, you know, because, again, I, it sounds silly, right? But I tell people, you know, just being able to feel the rain hit your face, snow, the different temperatures and the different seasons, just driving and putting your, your hand outside your vehicle and feeling that wind hit your hand. There's so many of our loved ones. And it doesn't have to be just September 11th. Just so many people we've lost in our own lives that they're never going to get to experience that, especially when their life is cut short, like so many people's lives were cut short on September 11th. I think that's our obligation as people that carry on. The way we honor those that we love, that we lost, is by enjoying our lives. And it took me a long time to figure that out. And it took, it took actually widows of people who died on September 11th who encouraged me to make sure you live. You know, uh, there was a firefighter's wife who told me, who lost her husband on 9-11 said, you had a beautiful little girl after September 11th. My daughter, Olivia, was born on my birthday on November 26, 2001, which is a blessing. And she said, do what the middle of your daughter's name says. Do it for me, do it for my husband who we lost. Do it for you and your family. And I, I didn't understand what she meant. Oh, live, yeah, make sure you live. And that's what I want to inspire people through Sunrise to the Darkness to, to make sure they live. Life is short. You know, I use this example with everybody. If you're lucky to live till 90 years old, there's 365 days in the year. This is universal. Part of that time when we're born, we're in diapers. If you're lucky to live till 90, you're going to be in diapers. You do the math, 365 times 90. That's not a lot of days on this earth. So we have to do the best we can with what we have. And for me as a survivor, giving this book, Sunrise to the Darkness, which is right above me here, is a gift that I want to give to people. 
people who are in, in a dark place. And I want it to be a blueprint for them to, to help them understand that, hey, if this guy, Will Jimeno, can survive 220 stories with this sergeant, why can't I survive whatever darkness I have? Because I'm no different than anybody. I'm a regular guy. I, I cry the same as you. I'm, I'm happy the same as you. Uh, and I want you to, to be able to live like I've been living with my darkness. You know, mine is post-traumatic stress disorder, something that the day September 11th and PTSD is done with me is when they bury me. But till that point, I'm going to do the best I can for my family, for myself. And that's what I want people to do for themselves. I want them to be happy. I don't care if it's drugs, again, child abuse. I don't care what it is that you're going through. Understand you deserve happiness. And I want you to be happy. So pick up my book because it's going to give you at least that motivation to understand that you can reach your sunrise. And if you're hesitant to go and speaking to a therapist or anybody, there's exercise in the book that my uh, co-author, Dr. Michael Moltz, put in there that will hopefully help you start leading your 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 path to sunrise because uh, that's why I did it with him. I wanted to and make you, sure that I uh, gave some advice in there. And you know what? Your book is a remarkable book. And I, I don't say this lightly. I don't say things for the sake of saying them. I wouldn't have you here right now if you were not the real deal and if you have a lot to offer people in America, people around the world. This is a book that can encourage healing. You have gone through it from A to Z. As a Port Authority cop, you volunteered for that impossible mission, 9-11, rescuing civilians from what you have termed the mouth of hell. But you also say that you wanted to give up and die. Is that accurate? And is it true that at one point the doctors considered amputating your leg? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as the course of the evening went on and we had been crushed and burnt, uh, a gun went off in the hole. Um, and I, again, I don't preach religion. I just was done physically, emotionally. I was trained and I made my peace with God. I said, God, thank you for 33 great years. Thank you for six years with my beautiful wife, Allison, four years with my little girl, Bianca. But I just wanted to die. I felt that everybody, everybody that day was going to go to heaven because these cowards, these terrorists, attacked innocent human beings that were just going to work that day. So I made my peace with God. I closed my eyes. I wanted to die, but I had a vision. We can call it a vision, a dream, whatever you want to call it. And I saw a person walking toward me with a white long robe, no face, brown hair. Over his left shoulder, there was a tranquil lake with trees around it. Over his right shoulder was a tall endless sea of grass. And the person walking toward me, you know, I knew it was Jesus. And, you know, I had asked God for only two things when I get to heaven, to let me see my little girl Olivia be born, and the second one was for water, because I was so thirsty from the concrete, we were just caked in concrete. And this vision, this person walking toward me, who I knew was Jesus, what does he have in his hand? And you can laugh about it, a bottle of water. But I snapped out of that dream of vision with a desire to fight, because I realized that if I had given up, I would have given up on my sergeant because I was closer to the hole where people could hear us. I would have given up on my family because I didn't fight hard enough to get home. I would have given up on my country. But most of all, I would have given up on myself. And that's why I tell people that I found within me and you have it within you to find that fight, to keep going, to survive whatever it is that you're going through. And for me, uh, faith, hope and love, those three words help me survive. And that's what I'm sharing with everybody in this book, that I want you to understand that it's within you. When you think you're at your lowest, your darkest time, dig down deep, have faith, hope, and love. 
Again, have faith in yourself or religion. Hope. Every single day have hope and love. Because you know what? We only get one chance at life and we have to make it worthwhile. You know, in listening to you right now, I have to be honest with you. We are talking to Will Hamino, uh, one of the Port Authority cops that, through the grace of God, made it out from all that steel underneath the World Trade Center. Listening to you, man, it makes me want to become emotional because your message is so positive that you are telling people that you can overcome anything. And that's real, man. In the years that followed, your physical condition improved, but you're honest in the book that your mental state declined. I'm short on time, but talk to me about that for a moment, please. Well, you know, I didn't even realize I had post-traumatic stress disorder. My wife told me that I had it from the time I got home. And again, sometimes we don't know we have these issues, but as time went on, I started realizing that I had a problem. I had an incident at the house that I described in the book that really, really woke me up. And uh, I actually came home after that incident, asked my four-year-old little girl, Bianca, or she was five at the time, and I asked her, does daddy yell? And she says, yeah, daddy, you scared me. At that, real, that point, I realized I had an issue. And my father always taught me something. Being macho is doing what you have to do when you don't want to do it. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I knew I had an issue, but I didn't want to talk to anybody. But then I decided no, uh, because I love my family. I love myself. I started seeking help. And uh, it took a long time. And I tell everybody this, the road to recovery is a long one, but it's a well worth one. And for me, I was able to find finally someone I could speak to who taught me that you're not going to learn to cure your darknesses, but you're able to live with them. And that's what I want people to understand, that whatever it is you're going through, you might not cure it. Don't look for that cure. Look for a way that you can live with it, be able to handle it, be able to control it, not let it control you. Because, again, you deserve happiness. Now, you talk about survivor's guilt, making it out alive, the PTSD that you've gone through. You've talked about that. But I would imagine that if I were in your position, I, I would be very happy to make it out alive. Just talk to me briefly about what it's like to go through survivor's guilt. It's hard to describe because, uh, you know, I tell people sometimes you just have to listen to people because and not put yourself in anybody's place because uh, I always use the example. As a man, I will never know what it's like to give birth. You know, I could think I know, but you don't know. But having gone through survivor's guilt, it's something that it's very heavy. It weighs on you heavy. Again, why am I alive? There's so many good people gone, so many families without their loved ones. Um, and it's something that wears on you mentally. Uh, you know, it pushed me to the brink of almost, you know, ending my own life. But then I realized that that's, that's a disgrace to those that we lost. It's a disgrace to my family. It's a disgrace to myself. So I tell everybody out there, if you're ever thinking of doing something or harming yourself, understand that you're loved, understand that you owe it to yourself, uh, and understand that we all go through this. And that's the main thing of Sunrise to the Darkness. I want people to understand, you are not alone. I felt alone. But then through going out and pushing myself, I realized that there are people out there that love me. There's people out there that are willing to help me. So if you're out there, please understand, you are not alone. You deserve to find your sunrise to darkness. And I hope you pick up the book. I hope it helps you because it's the only way that I can give back uh, 20 years later, not only sharing the, the, the courage of those we lost, but also educating people today, but most of all, letting people know that we can all survive our tragedies and you have to give it everything you have and it's within you to, to find your sunrise. 
Man, you are amazing, Will Jimeno. I want to conclude this way. I'm completely out of time. It's an amazing book. It's a book, I don't say this lightly, that can help people. Where can people find the book? People that are watching us right now, folks that are listening to us right now that are in trouble, where can they find the book? How can they get the book? Well, you can find the book at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, uh, UniversityProfessorsPress.com, and at the 9-11 Memorial Museum. And I hope you pick up a copy. And of course, if you pick up a copy, please leave us a good uh, review after reading it, because your review is going to be able to help other people who might be hesitant uh, to finding help. And if they hear from people just like me and you that are being able to find our sunrises, that's how we continue to help others. So remember, you're important. People love you and your experiences matter. Well, Brother Will Hamino, we love you, man, and we're glad that you made it out alive and that uh, Sergeant McLaughlin made it out alive. Thank you so much for joining us. One of the Port Authority cops that survived being buried under all that steel at the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001. Thank you so much. Again, the book is titled Sunrise Through the Darkness. Remember, folks, you can catch me on Talk Radio 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. You can email me at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. Stay positive, never negative. I'll see you the next time.